0: Morning Brew here on Radio 3. Peter King in for Phil for the next week and a bit, I suppose. Stevie Vines, good morning. Good morning. One of my highlights of my week when I do this show is having a chat with you. Actually, <laughs> sad funny. life, really. Yeah, isn't you're it? so <laughs> nice. I'll come back in again and see
1: if you'll say that twice. No, thanks for the hundred dollars. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> I guess. I guess one thing that's really burning at the moment is elections. You know, the LegCo elections. We're playing this thing. is you know, it Richard Feldman and a couple of other guys? You know, sort of urging us to vote for our choice. And
1: well, stuff. that's right. Except unless your choice is somebody who Beijing doesn't like. So, I mean. This is this is very serious. I mean, I, I'm sort of using that light-hearted tone, but mm. but the fact of the matter is, first of all, of course, it's unprecedented. Usually, when people say it's unprecedented, there are several precedents. There aren't any precedents for this. You're, you've had this screening out of six candidates by the returning officers on grounds which are so spurious that they've stopped commenting on it because they can't find the actual basis on which they're doing it. But, I mean, you look at it this way, what they're saying is, and the in, most interesting person who's been screened out is Edward Lern, mm. who was running, or was trying to run, in the North East Territories constituency, in which there are other candidates. Apparently we have to keep mentioning that, but as he's not a candidate, it doesn't uh, foul, f- fall foul of election law. But the fact of the matter is that he did, this is a matter of record, he did run, with exactly the same ideas, not years and years ago, but last year, in the northeast um, territories by-election, mm-hmm. secured a very hefty chunk of votes. So he was obviously a prime target. Now he is a localist. He is somebody who who advocates many things that Beijing doesn't like. But the fact is that he was advocating them then, and he was qualified to run mm-hmm. this year. Somehow. He's not qualified to run. And the amazingly spurious reason given is, oh, well, um, he wasn't discussing these things before. And he says, look at the record. I can show you. He points, in fact, to an RTHK forum in which he he, he made comments which apparently are, are outlawed. But even if they are, let's look at it this way, even if they are outlawed, what they're basically saying to people who have fundamental disagreements with the government, who are fundamentally unhappy with the way things are run, is you can't take part in elections. Take it to the streets. They're inciting people to take it to the streets. Now, I've always believed in parliamentary democracy. I've always believed that you should try and influence things through the ballot box. And, you know, I'm, I'm from England, where during the height of the Troubles in Northern Ireland. You had candidates running for Sinn Féin, which was a, a, a party, not, not vaguely, but identically identified with the Irish Republican Army, which was causing mayhem on the streets of both London and, of course, within cities in Northern Ireland. It was advocating a republic, the Constitution of, of Britain, of course, makes Britain a monarchy. It was unambiguously trying to change the established order. It was associated with a violent, um, uh, rebellious army. I mean, it was an army. Yet... I think Britain was quite right in not outlawing Sinn Féin from taking part in elections. But one thing they did do, though, they, they did ban them from being interviewed. And they banned them on from TV. being interviewed. but, but mm. and, and indeed, the successful Sinn Féin candidates, because they often won seats, never took up their seats in Parliament. But the important thing was that it asserted that democracy is stronger than terrorism. Democracy is stronger than the forces that seek to disrupt society by taking everything to the streets. And ultimately, of course, it was with Sinn Féin that negotiations were held that would have led to the lasting settlement in Northern Ireland, and Sinn Féin people are now in the Northern Ireland government, etc., etc. So, what I'm trying to say here is, what are they doing? They're saying to, and it is many young people, I have to say, who are supposed They're saying, you're not allowed to take part in the political process – get out there on the streets and we'll fight you we'll fight you on the streets well if you think this is the future of hong kong good luck i don't you know there's a the, the, you know that very controversial film that they tried to stop 10 years yes, yes there's a marvelous segment in that film it consists of five stories for anybody who hasn't seen it but there's one of the stories is about um, it's this dystopian view of what Hong Kong will be like in 10, 10 years', years time, time. In case, again, anybody hasn't seen that. But one of the segments is about this sh- shopholder who's accosted by red guards who then are all over Hong Kong because he sells eggs known as being local eggs. And he's accused... It's very... I mean, at the time, localism wasn't... The, 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 this is only... Uh, it's a bit more than twelve months ago when this was made. It wasn't the subject that it was today. It was no. quite a <laughs> quite interesting that that segment of the film was so telling. And and this guy falls out with his own son, who becomes a, a, a red guard, and they go smashing up his shop because he's selling local eggs. Well, you know, at the time, you when I saw the film, I thought, oh, it's a bit far fetched, <laughs> you know. Oh, well, I'm wondering now, and I'm wondering because. What is so horrible about this is that you've got the person who's supposed to be, and in fact his title suggests that he is, the the chief person responsible for um, justice. That would be the Justice Secretary, Rimsky-Yoon, who just, just doesn't care about the law. I mean, it's extraordinary. He says, it's legal because I say it's legal. No, no, the law doesn't work like that. This is rule of man, not rule of law. And the fact that he cannot cite any grounds, legal grounds, other than vague bluster, 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 why these people have been banned from running, sends a very chilling sign. Now, layered on top of this, and this is why things get really, really murky, is they're saying, well, they're challenging the basic law, you know, they're trying to change it. Well, you know, in a civilised society, all laws are subject to change. They have to go through the process. Um, and constitutional laws are particularly difficult to change, although I have to say, the basic law only exists for 50 years. That's it, It's got its self-limiting uh, boundaries. So if people have views on how it should change, I think they're quite entitled to express them. I'm not saying that they're quite entitled to break the law, because if this is the law, they should obey it. But they are entitled to advocate changes. But what the people who are the so-called defenders of the basic law says, I tell you what, I tell you what, we'll run up to Beijing and get an interpretation. So they, don't, they actually want the law to be changed. They just don't want it to go through the normal processes. They want it to be done in Beijing by the Standing Committee of the National People's Congress. In other words, by the Communist Party. They don't want anybody in Hong Kong to have a say in this. And they actually do want the law changed. They want it so-called reinterpreted. Boy, this is a heady mixture that we're now landed. And what, what will be the result for the um, upcoming elections, which are only next month, uh, September 4th. They're coming very, very soon. I think that um, if there was ever any sh- shred of doubt about polarisation within political views, this will accentuate it. I think it will do quite a lot to help candidates who are still in the race, who haven't been screened out, and advocate more extreme positions. They will get a quite substantial sympathy vote from this. You will have much more street activity because the government said, we don't want you as part of the political process. What a result!
0: But, you know... Let's be realistic about something, and that is that you know there are a lot of windups happening in Hong Kong. For example, the colonial flags being brought out every time there's a march. And uh, and what about the realistic chances of independence? What do you really
1: think? I think it's almost impossible. I, I, I look, I think it's impossible. I think many things. There's many things I disagree with. I personally don't support it, but you know who cares? Mm. That doesn't mean I. But I will support the right of other people to express it as a view. I mean, China, let's be very clear about this, is one of the most powerful nations on earth. The idea that it would allow Hong Kong to, to be detached and run as an independent entity is ludicrous. But on the other hand, look at China's own national interests. One of the things that they're constantly obsessed by is what's going on in, in, in Taiwan. They keep saying, you know, Taiwan must, must, must acknowledge that it's part of the People's Republic of China. And what's happening in Hong Kong is fueling to a very high degree, and we saw this in the presidential election, separatist sentiment in Taiwan. They say, do you want us, I'm not making this up, this is actually so, do you want us to be another Hong Kong? <laughs> <laughs> That's what they said. One of the reasons why mm-hmm. the, the DPP, the Democratic People's Party, won such a big result it's wasn't reality. the only reason, but, but it, the, the influence of what was happening on Hong Kong was on the minds of voters in Taiwan. It wasn't implicitly stated, it was explicitly stated as a factor. Mm-hmm. How does that support China's national interests? And in fact, why is there this demand for, 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 for separation independence? It's just a function of people being... Um, teed off, I'm using the politest word that I can think of to use on air, and, and they're saying what will annoy them most, we'll go for that one Right,
0: well I'll tell you what, if anybody wants to join in this conversation, because Steve will be with us through till 11 o'clock, you're more than welcome it's radiopete at gmail.com is the uh, immediate email that you can get in touch with us here in the studio uh, Talking about this, what about Joshua Wong then? I mean, he's in, he's in a China propaganda <laughs>
1: movie now uh, He's also, if you remember, disqualified from running in the That's election right. on, on the grounds of being too young which is another thing which I... Anyway. <laughs> 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 that's a kind of... Like, but, but it is interesting. They're obsessed by this very young man. He's an articulate young man and he, he's a very popular person in, in Hong Kong. But, but they've, they've put out this propaganda movie, which is basically aimed... At, it's the same thing we've just been talking about, at separatism, you know. They talk about Tibet, they talk about this. And basically their bottom line always is, oh, this is all because of foreign forces. So they flash up images of Joshua Wong and somehow there's an American flag. Colour revolution. Oh, yes, all, yes, all that yes, as well. the, the colour revolution be, yeah. uh, that, you know, none of this would exist were it not for the Americans. You know, uh, as is well known... President Obama's main policy agenda, uh, there's the economy, there's a few little things, but his main obsession is with undermining Hong Kong within the People's Republic of China. I think the entire State Department does very little else during the day other than think about Hong Kong. And if you believe that, you do believe that the man on the moon is indeed landing tomorrow on Earth. Well, I have mentioned before, and
0: I'm sure if you listen to The Evening Show, you've probably heard it, but, you know, I've, I've said before that they have 300, what is it, 308 million people in the States, and the best two they come up with is Hillary and,
1: and the Don. Yeah, that's, that's, that is pretty miserable, although I, I don't think you need to be a genius to work out which is the worst of the worstest. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I mean, but, but you know, this comes back to this whole thing about this contempt that the government here and of course their masters in Beijing have for the people they always say if they have a view different from ours that's not because they have a view different from ours it's because they're so stupid that they need a foreign power to tell them what to think it's not as though the various goons in Hong Kong for example on the election committee have anybody to tell them what to think they're all vigorously uh, independently minded individuals who act according to their own (laughs) consciences (laughs) But don't you think that the the democratic
0: process in certain parts of the world is going a little bit skewed? Because you take America, for example, you've got Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. Uh, you take the UK where it was a very close call between the two different parties. Uh, you've got uh, Theresa May now, of course, who's the uh, second female Prime Minister in, in the UK. She's got her own agenda, it would appear. And the outgoing uh, David Cameron has got all his cronies lined up for
1: the, Peerager, for the awards, yeah, peerages yeah. and things. So. Well, good luck. I, 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 let me add to the list uh, and then say something. Sure. I mean, you've got, a, you've got a fascist party in France, which is quite likely to win the next Election, the Front last now you've got a fascist in 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 Austria, a country where oh that bloke Hitler came from. Turkey, who is who is likely um, to well, it's quite likely to win the rerun uh, presidential election there. Mm. You've got what's happened in Turkey. So, if the argument is oh boy, democracy has fault lines which are pretty wide. Yes, yes, but I'm sorry, I keep going back to the old Churchillian. Um, phrase, you know, democracy is the worst possible system of government except for all others that have been tried before. <laughs> and I do firmly believe that's true. It's full of problems. It doesn't run smoothly. Mm-hmm. But governing people ain't easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you what, you're going to stick around, right,
0: after the news and a
1: couple of songs and stuff. Uh, what else you'd like to talk about? I won't sing, though. I guarantee that to listeners. All right. Well, I think we might talk about. Um, should we talk about the Olympics? Oh, it's a great idea.